0: Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. Ah.
1: Uh. Mama says you're brain dead. Head against the wall Uh. Can't find peace of mind Brain needs an overhaul Uh. Uh. Bonehead No, I ain't gonna lie to you, nah, yeah. nah. Yeah. Bad, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace in the name of the game.
3: Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay, lay your burden ball. down. Welcome. Stop right there. <laughs> no, I it's can't. Time. It's not time.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness, what a cluster. <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
3: You're not going to edit that. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Whew, whew. That was real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't edit that. I should just no, keep that in there, right? No,
2: please leave that. All
3: right, we're going to leave it there. Excellent. So listeners, you don't get that edited out. Wow.
2: It was better live here, trust me.
3: Uh, <laughs> so Denver brought in these wonderful... This is a goat bell.
2: That's good. Correct. Right? Not a, a sheep. Bell. It's a goat. Not a
3: sheep. Right. Because there's a big difference. Their eyes. And this is a cowbell. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are.
2: Yes, they are. Or I probably shouldn't have brought them in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we get to play with these for the next couple of weeks, Denver said. Thank you, Denver.
2: Yeah, You're welcome, I guess. Uh,
3: I hi, know. Marv. Hi. How's things going? Good. We need a horse bell now. What's a horse bell sound like? Come here, horse. You you got me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They got a higher pitch sound, probably.
3: I don't think there is a horse bell. Is there? No horse
0: bell? You know, they put jingle bells on harnesses. Oh,
2: they do that. That's what I was thinking of. Harness bells.
3: (laughs) Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. The topic this week... Bells. Excuse me, I had a little gas there. <laughs> the topic this week is <laughs> regrets. Regrets, uh, how they hinder and how they help, actually. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that, uh, and and now we can do this. <laughs> I think. Stop. There right we go. <laughs> there.
1: It's time for Monty Man's weekly wine. All
3: right. Our producer needs to get on the ball there. Um, Yeah, More ball, less bang. Behind the glass. Don't mess with the man behind the glass. Um, All right. So do you have anything to whine about, Denver?
2: Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing out of
3: the ordinary? Uh, uh, Marv? Any whining from you today? A little bit. A little bit? Oh, tell right. Do tell. But it's pretty self-centered.
2: Oh, that's okay. All mine you know, are self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> whining ends up that way.
0: I pulled into a full parking lot the other day looking for a place to park. Yeah. And there's two or three people that were coming out to their cars. and Right. So, I. oh, okay, I'm going to have a spot here in a second or two. Right. Well, they get in their cars, pick up their cell phones, oh. and I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so I, that you is know just I'm a rude. little bit whining about that. I you hear know? you. I yeah. that is,
3: I, you know, I I try very hard. Like when I've had this happen at the post office, where somebody will get their mail, get in their car, and they'll proceed to open their mail and read their mail in the parking lot. Right. When the parking lot's full, back out, be on your way, go hang out with the salad bar people <laughs> that take their time, and let me have my parking spot. Now, what I do when I get the mail, I pull out, because I'm an instant gratification person, I want to read my mail now, I pull out, and then I pull down the street, and pull over, and then I open it. I see. But I get you. You're yeah. in a parking lot that's full, and people yeah. are getting in there, Ca- and they're... cars coming in behind me, and, and they're checking and... their email on <laughs> on the phone, and they're texting their bunny huggers or whatever you call yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I totally, I totally understand. Well, mine is people that this has to do with social media now. People that repost hoaxes on. Social media as if they're real. And one of the ones that's going around, what's been going around for several years is Facebook is going to start charging you money unless you send this to nine people. And I'm like, what? And and people that are actually mature, older adults that in every other aspect seem to have their wits about them believe this stuff. And they send it out to you, oh, this is urgent money, you've got to send this because they're going to start charging for Facebook. And I'm like, they had one that came out the other day that was sound clips of of, of Zuckerberg, the Facebook founder, saying that he was going to shut down Facebook. But it was sound clips, and it was so obvious that they were pieced together, and people were believing it. And I get these things all the time from people that you would not think would buy into this stuff. And it's irritating. And I don't like it.
2: What's irritating is I can't see
3: your face there. <laughs> you ever get those things?
2: Oh yeah, I get yeah. that all the time. Please uh, pass this on right now. It's oh. urgent. You'll be blessed. Uh, oh yeah, or the, cursed oh, yeah. or
3: or whatever. And uh, yeah, if you don't pass it on, yeah. you'll have a curse yeah. befall you.
2: Yeah, stuff like I that. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to get away from <laughs> Facebook sometimes, but I'm uh, getting kind of tired of them.
3: Well, if it wasn't for the show and we had so many listeners on Facebook, I wouldn't even be on there. Yeah, yeah. It's getting old. It is getting old. Uh, But, we do have a win Hallelujah Yes Yeah, he's
2: a winner Yeah, he's a winner
3: That's right <laughs> <laughs> You just wanted to do that, Bill no, <laughs> He's a winner uh, <laughs> So, uh, here the other day uh, You and I went and saw our brother Marv over here And a bunch of his buddies do cowboy music and poetry Buddies and gals And it was very relaxing I kind of needed that, <sighs> sit there and laugh a little bit and not worry about anything, just listen to these guys do some stuff that comes from the heart and based on, uh, much of it based on real stories. And uh, if you've never experienced cowboy music or poetry, and I'm talking about real cowboy music and poetry, not some funky thing that you see on YouTube, but pop country. Yeah, not pop, country, cowboy music and poetry. let's oh, get me started. Oh yeah, yeah. get you going. So that was that was a win, man. That was when I was it was yes. a time to relax. Uh, Marv, good job. I love oh, the. Uh, thank you very much. I'm glad
0: to see you guys come down there.
2: Yeah, it was fun. What is cool about it is uh, most of it is life stories. Yeah, you know, it's the the poetry. They just get it to rhyme a little bit, uh, but it is life stories. You yeah, know, if you haven't lived a a country life, not necessarily always right. cowboy, but a country life you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to relate to this as well but it's definitely life stories it was cool
3: you know we talked we talked about marv you've talked about it before about we've lost the simpler things right. and I, I was think i was sitting there and i was listening and i was like this is the simpler things yeah you know a couple acoustic guitars and, and a, a a microphone and no big you know production just a bunch of folks sitting around the proverbial Fire pit, fire pit, yeah. Just (laughs) sharing their heart and sharing their soul, and you know what? The the one lady that got up and she forgot one of her lines in her poem, and then she kind of regrouped and got it back.
0: Yeah,
3: I like that. That makes it real. That makes it. I mean, everybody's just kind of nobody's putting on airs. It was nice. It was really nice. That was definitely a win. So thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. But we're going to get you in here with your guitar to do us a song. And I think you ought to do that Bunny and Meadow Muffin poem one of these days <laughs> on the air, too. I,
2: I'm, I'm thinking of <laughs> taking up yodeling again. Because I have before. That gal that was yodeling? I, I have before, yeah. That
3: was awesome.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, you've done that before? A little bit. Have you now? Not worth a hoot, probably. Can you do any now? Can no, you not right now. Right no? now. Hmm? Come on. Uh, don't yeah. throw me yeah. on the spot, on. man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. Now
2: <laughs>
3: I, I the first time I fell in love with Yodeling was I watched uh when I was very young and I watched the sound of music and there's a piece in there called The Lonely Goat Herd where the kids put on the show with these marionettes and they do this yodeling piece and I went, What is that? <laughs> That's cool. That's one of the simpler things, right? Right. Yodeling. Yeah. Yeah. So learn to yodel. Surprise your parents. All right. Uh, We're going to take a break and we'll come back and um, got uh, something interesting to share before we do um, the topic on regrets. Don't go away. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down introducing Oregon recovers an inclusive statewide coalition comprised of people in recovery their friends and family uniting to transform Oregon health care to ensure world-class prevention treatment and recovery support services for Oregonians suffering from the disease of addiction to join the effort in transforming Oregon into the recovery state visit us at www.oregonrecovers.org
2: There are a ton of social networking websites, but one stands apart for a very special reason. This one saves lives. It's MatchingDonors.com. MatchingDonors.com links organ donors with people in need of kidney and other transplants. In the U.S., 19 people die each day waiting for an organ transplant, most of them for kidneys. If you've ever considered becoming a living organ donor, or if you have someone in need of an organ transplant, visit MatchingDonors.com. Home of the greatest gift of all, the gift of life. Matching donorscom
3: we'll be taking those home. <laughs> no, don't take the bells. These are great. I just love I love this this is a simpler life. That is the sound of the simpler life. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, um, for those of you who don't know, Take 12 Recovery Radio is listener supported. And what that means is everybody that donates to the show, even if it's uh, an organization, there are people that listen and participate in some way or another in Take 12 Radio. And uh, we're an all-volunteer group here. Nobody gets a paycheck. uh, But it does cost to keep us on the air, uh, keep our websites running and all this stuff that goes into this. We actually do have an office, an audio booth uh, in Albany, Oregon, that has to be maintained. And three times a year, we reach out to you, the listeners, and ask for your support. And so we're doing that again uh, at this time. Uh, if you'd like to make a donation or you've considered it before and never done it and are considering, considering it again, considering, considering it or considering to consider, to consider, Re- reconsider, reconsider, <laughs> <laughs> uh, simply go to take 12 radiocom Click on t- down to the bottom of the page and there's a donate button at the very bottom. You click on that and I'll tell you several ways that you can help donate. To the cause of breaking uh, the stigma that is the number one health crisis in our world, and that is addiction, and that we are participating here at Take 12 Recovery Radio. All right. So, um, regrets. Um, Here's a sound clip of some people sharing some regrets, and then we'll come back and we'll open up this topic. Check this out.
1: What is your deepest regret?
2: My biggest regret was not going through with a sexual assault trial against my grandfather.
1: I regret not going after the girl I've been in love with for the past five years.
2: When my
3: step-grandfather
0: was diagnosed with severe dementia, I avoided contact with him at first because he wasn't the man I knew anymore. Three years after he was diagnosed, he died. I never told him I loved him, and only after he passed did I think about how scared and alone he must have felt.
1: Having an abortion at 16 years old,
2: My ex called me ugly so many times that I eventually got plastic surgery. Abandoning my three-month-old son and his mother because I was unable to accept myself and my demons. I was deathly afraid of recreating the physically and emotionally
0: abusive environment I was raised in. It's been 19 months, and I miss him every day.
3: So, there was different different kinds of regrets there. And uh, so I'm going to k- kind of break this down <clears throat> here. Um, there are basically three kinds, kinds of regrets. People that are in recovery, uh, whether you're brand new or you've been around for years, will probably identify with at least one of these. Um, the, uh, the first one is the regrets of action. So that would be uh, feeling sorry for what you have done. Uh, Action regrets make up the largest and the most common category of regrets because we make choices many times every day. So that would be regretting something that we've done, an action that we've committed. Uh, The second kind is regrets of inaction. Opportunities I did not act upon. Researchers say in the short term, people tend to regret actions, but in the long term, we're more likely to regret inaction uh an, an example would be like that one guy you know I regret not pursuing the girl that I was in love with for all those years. That's the regret of inaction uh and then there's the regrets of reaction, my response to being hurt when bad things happen to us quite naturally, we regret them. there's nothing wrong with that. What could be problematic is what we do in response to these regrets. Sometimes these regrets of reaction are the ones that hurt the most. So maybe you've allowed your emotions to dictate your behavior and you've had a knee-jerk reaction to something that if perhaps if you had thought it through or took time to step away from the situation, you may have handled it differently and that would be a regret of reaction. Uh, The problem is... We can end up in the sorry cycle. We go from longing to regret and back to longing and then regret and then to longing and still more regret. So I long for the days when when I could have done this or I could have done that or I shouldn't have done this or that. Or re- I reacted this way or that way. And then I regret them. And then I kind of, oh, well, I kind of accept them. And then something will trigger my thinking uh or heartache and I'll go back to the days again, and I'll go around and around and around. And there are people that live in what we call in uh, 12-step recovery, morbid reflection. There is a uh, area in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous that says, we do not regret the past, nor wish to short the, shut the door on it. And one of the reasons for that is because those past experiences can actually be helpful to us. And uh, we, we see regret. We have a tendency to see regret as a finish line when, in fact, it's meant to be a starting line. Regret is actually meant to be helpful, a functional emotion. Regret moves us to reparative action. It gives us motivation to do things differently, to make things right. In that way, we can learn to love our regrets because they can launch us forward into a better future. When we learn to love our regrets, we can grow from them and discover that it's never too late to start over. So in this way, you can look at something you regret and say, you know, I'm going to do that differently. If this comes up again, this is how I'm going to handle it. Instead of looking at it as, oh, woe is me and... You know, that's ruined my life. I made a decision that changed my life forever, and I can never get it back. And and uh, we go through those kind of emotions. Uh, so, hey Denver, ever regret an action? <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm. Uh, I gave money those cow the cowbell and goat yeah, bell to use. Yeah, for that might <laughs> there might be a regret. <sighs> There's a regret, in regret that. there. <laughs>
2: Of course, uh, regrets are a big part of our journey. Yeah. And the time you take your first breath and you realize you've made a decision, you know, uh, regrets, it's just going to be a part of it. To me, uh, there are there are things that uh, I look back upon and I should have probably chose a different route, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And the further I go, uh, we we talked about this earlier, maybe it's age, maybe it's my recovery, maybe it's my growth with Christ. I don't know. But uh, my regrets, uh, I don't, I'm working at not dwelling on those. What did you call that remorse? Morbid reflection. Morbid reflection yeah. over and over again about, wow, man, I should have, did- I wish I had done it that way. I wish I had done that. That doesn't occur with me as much. Now, there are, you know, I, I should have been sitting different financially and right. relationshiply and everything in my life. I can look back and see that I ch- have chose roads that got me sideways or whatever. But in the end, I'm looking at all this, that these regrets, I I, I can't change them now. And here I am today and and... Uh, I believe you are able to learn from your regrets most certainly. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I'm hanging on to Mm -hmm. is that I've learned a lot by making some bad mistakes. And I I hope, you know, uh, I don't make those kind of mistakes again. Sure. So So can you share a regret of action? (laughs) Yeah, getting behind the wheel with an open container. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, numerous times, four of them in the same two months.
3: So yeah. that was a very expensive uh yeah. Uh, uh lesson. Beer, and it's very expensive uh, uh can of beer or whatever, right? Well, it costs a lot more than Oh yeah. It, it <laughs> then the substance this did. this
2: whole journey yeah. of my lifetime, you know, it can be filled with regrets. I just am not going to dwell on them to whereas I have and usually when I was in my addiction I could sit and and fester Oh you man! You know, marinade or whatever you want to call it. Right. In my bad decision making, as I was making more bad decisions. Yeah. Right. You know? So there's a sorry cycle. Yeah, yeah. There, there's regrets of action in there. I, I chose mm. to do that, and the consequences. I believe it said in there. There are consequences. Maybe not, but I know there was. Marv,
3: have you ever made a situation worse for yourself or others by not owning the effects of your bad choice? Uh <laughs> probably. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, probably. Do you have any regrets of action that still kinda haunt you today? Yeah, I do. And in a
0: general way it has to do with uh in, in marriage. The gotcha. way the way I've reacted and and uh <clears throat> yeah. There's things about that that uh, I do regret.
3: Yeah, yeah. So one of my one of my regrets of action, and I, I don't know that it haunts me, but when it used to cross my mind a lot, it, it, it doesn't much anymore. Every once in a while, something will trigger the memory. Uh, when my oldest son was one year old, um, I took him with me to a drug deal and he was in his car seat in the back of my Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo brand new and i I took him on this this event of mine in the middle of my active addiction and it, I, I look back at that today and you know I've gone over it in my head for a lot of years you know. Who the heck do you think you were doing such a thing? You know, you involved your son in a situation you had no choice over, I, you know, all these things. And I went through a whole process in my recovery of dealing with that amends to my wife and, you know, everything you're supposed to do. Right. But out of everything that I ever did back in my using days and drinking, that's the one thing on occasion it'll come up in my head and it makes me cringe. Uh, I don't beat myself up over it anymore. I mean it, it just kind of it's like nails on a chalkboard. you know what I mean right? I, I can't even imagine being that person you know yeah. um so theres there's that one, but i don't I don't it's not a morbid reflection. It's just like a ugh kind of thing
2: now now I gotta say we're all in recovery here, and people probably everybody that's listening is in recovery right. I'm sure that. No matter whether you're in recovery or not Regrets are just one of those things in life That we've got to to deal with you, sure. You've got to face it Somewhere down the line You're going to make a choice Or a choi- choice is going to come upon you and, and you'll decide And there's going to be somewhat of a regret This isn't just a beautiful, happy, la-la-la Yeah, right. Little journey that we're on
3: Not a little happy g- yeah, it's goat a, bell <laughs> It's not a,
2: <laughs> So there's always going to be regrets it just seems yeah. like when when you're in your addiction, you're not making good choices. So <laughs> we, we get used to dealing with
3: some extra regrets in life. You bet. Uh, so regrets of inaction, opportunities I did not act upon. Uh, can you think of any that you didn't act upon that you wish you would have?
2: I liked the guy with his girlfriend. I was kind of shy at one point. Right. Should have asked. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's one thing I, the older I get, too, is, uh, I don't know how to word this exactly, but I tell people, if if you got a, a and I don't want this word to <coughs> be used wrong, but if you have a desire, you know, you have a hunger for something, don't sit on your laurels about it your whole life because you're going to regret it if you didn't try it. You know, if you want to be a singer, Mm-hmm. Somebody tells you you they, that ain't gonna happen. Right, down the road you're gonna regret that if you don't try it. Right, If you don't chase after your dream, and and if you fail, it so be it, big deal. Yeah. But if you don't do it, somewhere down the line, when you're sitting in the rocking chair, you're gonna go, man, I wish I had. Wish tried I'd gone that. after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I I, 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 I tell a lot of young people, if you got it. And you got Go for it. Yeah. You need to try this. If that's what your dream is, if that's your hankering to do something, get out and try it.
3: Yeah, especially when you're young. And you yeah. Can do so one of the things that, that is very common to hear in uh twelve step support meetings is people that are new that get excited about their sobriety and a lot of times we'll hear, I'm gonna be a drug and alcohol counselor one day and you always have somebody that kind of snickers under their breath because they remember <clears throat> them saying that and it didn't work <laughs> out you know uh, uh, uh but let me tell you something if somebody that may be the first healthy goal they've ever had don't squash it because guess who makes the best drug and alcohol and drug counselors amen people in recovery yep. I, because we know the stuff but and so when people say that I've had sponsees that have said that and I've had people tell me won't well, you just kind of discourage them for that I go no why I mean yeah we got to put things in priority let's get you some sober time and let's work through these steps and let's do this stuff but hey if if that's a something that you want to follow after and a passion for more power to you I mean go for it <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh I was
2: just thinking back I, the, the, through Teen Challenge, I met this young lady and I did something. I guess I just rose up on my tippy toes or something. and She goes, You always wanted to be a ballerina, didn't you? <laughs> I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> what? And it just made me laugh. Wow. No, I'm glad you didn't. No, young there. lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I never really thought about it until you mentioned it.
3: Smart, let me ask you this. What regret and inaction have you had? Uh, well, I'll tell you.
0: Um, and to me it uh maybe not to anybody else but it it was serious i was 17 years old right i had tried to go into the military all my buddies were going into the military and and uh i won't go into that whole story but i didn't get in the military ah uh. and uh i ended up in the job corps okay okay So I'm in the job corps for about six months, and they have a music hall and a couple of teachers, and I would spend a lot of time up there. And um, to make a long story short, uh, one of the guys, his name was Ralph Kennedy, approached me, had me go in his office, and told me that he had a, position open for me to go to a music conservatory Wow, on a scholarship, and I turned him down. Mm -hmm. But let me expound on that. The reason I turned him down uh, was based... Well, I'm 17 years old, right? Sure. So I'm thinking rock and roll and and all this stuff, Betty, you know? Betty Lou. <laughs> and, uh, but um, it was because of where I come from. Mm. In my mind, I was useless, worthless. Oh, boy. Ugly, stupid, all of that stuff. And, and why would anybody ask me to do something like that? I mean, I'm going, wow, you know what? But I can't do it because, you know, I'm not good enough and I'm right. stupid. So. I guess my point is, we can have these regret. I regret not doing that. Sure, but on the other hand, also I I have become aware since then of what kept me from doing that. And God bless Alcoholics Anonymous because they give you a map to show you how to get out of that.
3: Yeah, that negative self talk that the, you're the, worthless the and the untruth. Right. Stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so the, to the to the other question that did, be, because of Alcoholics Anonymous, that did teach you. You did learn from that regret.
0: I'm still learning. And still learning. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. So, so <clears throat> probably one of my biggest inaction regrets was not listening and following directives that my dad had offered to me as suggestions when it came to financial issues. My dad was an absolute financial genius. I mean the guy he was a city manager for 20 years. now that's a long time to be a city manager. Um, most city managers don't last that long because they're just they're hired by the city council and the city council changes all the time and but he stayed for 20 years and but that job did not make a lot of money. He was a public servant and they don't make a lot of money. But he never went into debt, ever. He, he knew how to work his finances, and his entire life, he was able to buy the things he needed to buy, <clears throat> take care of his family, and never did he, he, he never had an overdue credit card. He paid everything off in 30 days. But he had a method to do this, and he tried really hard to teach me that. But don't you know, yeah, whatever, Dad. And uh, that was a regret of inaction that, that, you know, I I, I should have taken. I probably would have avoided a lot of other regrets financially if I had listened to him and actually done what he had taught me. Um, Again, there's no morbid reflection there. But I'll tell you, I really I see this pop up in my memory when I try to suggest things to my children. (laughs) And I'm like, Okay, well, well, you know, I know what I've experienced, and uh, you know, I, I I often tell my youngest <coughs> son, well, when I'm when I'm uh, up there in heaven, I'm gonna laugh because you're gonna go, man, I should have listened to my dad. Uh, so mine was was a regret of inaction listening to him when it came to financial things. Um, regrets of reaction. Any regrets of. Reacting to something, Denver, that maybe it was a knee-jerk reaction, maybe it was something that somebody said, and you responded in a way that you regret now? Proverbs is notorious about talking about how sharp the tongue
2: is. Oh, yeah. So there there are pockets full of regrets yeah. in that area of life. Yeah, Knee- Knee-jerk, I believe, is what you called it. Sure. Uh, somebody says something and... Uh, you spout off and then just maybe a short time maybe a week however long you go man I wish I hadn't said that mm-hmm. you know because you you can't take that stuff back
3: Mm-mm. once it's out there it's out yeah, there
2: once you once it's in there it's in there so yeah we, there's a ton of them you know so
3: me too yeah I, it's me just too. part
2: of the growth like I said this journey is just never ending sure you know we're always moving so
3: any stories of response where you responded in some way that you wish you hadn't have, Mark? About right now. Yeah, it has to, yeah, Denver hit it right on the nail,
0: right on the head, man, yeah. in my mouth. Right. My mm-hmm. tongue. Yeah. And uh, and I agree with him 100% that I have forced myself, um, by God's grace, by the way, uh, through the years to learn to keep my mouth shut. Ding, and, ding. and I work pretty hard at it. I fail once in a while, but, yeah,
3: the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I want your head to be able to fit through the door afterwards, but i got to tell you this. You have been an example of keeping your mouth shut when maybe you have wanted to say something, but it wouldn't have been helpful. I mean, I've watched you over the years, and I've thought to myself, I wish I was a little bit more like Marv in that area, and I should have just kept my mouth shut. And and, and I have another friend like that. His name's Tim that lives in California. This guy, you never heard him say a bad thing about anybody. And he's been accused of things and talked bad about him. And he, he, nothing can be further from the truth. He just doesn't respond. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because I'm a response person. I will follow my knee jerk reaction to a point to get myself into trouble. Um, so I just want to compliment you on that. You have been an example of that to a lot of people, uh, and it, for me, it's the same thing. It's 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 the mouth. You know, um, people in in twelve step recovery know that I'm uh, I'm a Christian, and that comes with certain responsibilities. And you should probably. Keep a bridle on your tongue because you're representing God. It, it, you know, the big book talks about it. He is the Father. We are his agents. Sometimes I don't represent the good Lord <laughs> all as well as I should. And I'll never forget the day. I was. It, it was down here at the the AA meeting hall. It was during a smoke break. And somebody who, who at the time was a really good friend of mine, they've chosen not to be anymore. And who knows, maybe this contributed to it. But we were having discussion, a political discussion, which you probably shouldn't let that go too far if you want to keep your friends sometimes. And I just got so fed up, and I told him, well, I said something I shouldn't have said. Let's just put it that way. And another friend of mine who's a Christian, who's a calm sort, Kurt, tall Kurt, he just goes, well... Sounds like somebody is spiritual today. <laughs> after I made this remark, that is not common for me to make. There's, I use words I just don't use, right. and what I found out is 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 that I destroyed an opportunity to be effective by being ineffective by using my words, and it kind of messed things up. Um, so yeah, I mean, mine's usually the. T- I I think a lot of it, the regret of reaction, is probably verbal yeah oh, more yeah. more than anything else have you uh, here's a question here Have you ever felt unloved by God or disqualified for God's work because of your regrets <clears throat> ever gulp. felt like gulp <laughs> yeah <laughs> God can't use me now, yeah, kind of thing yeah for sure yeah
2: well that's 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 the ploy of the enemy mm-hmm using the shame card on you you betcha so. I mean, we all get hit with that, too. Uh, like I said, you, it's learning to uh, not fester on that and right. move on. Yeah. You've got to because you. And we all come with regrets. If you're going to camp on them, they're going to grow. hmm
0: hmm Well, the bigger book, you know, talks, uh, and this is just, I'm sure there's more than what I'm getting ready to say, but Christ himself, I uh, believe—I might be wrong—talked about, uh, you know, hey, you don't plow a field and look back, Uh, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Because if you're looking back, you're not going to plow a straight line, you know? Sure. And then Paul talks about leaving things behind and pressing forward towards a goal. Yeah. Which, uh, believe me, uh, for me, uh, that stuff is not easy because the regrets and uh, they keep they keep coming back, and that's Mm -hmm. why, to me, the first four steps in the program is so important. Mm. It's a solution to that kind of thing, right? Amongst many others,
3: right, right. So. We even know I mean in the bigger book in the in, in in God's word it talks about a guy who really put his foot in his mouth a lot and that was Peter. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jesus told Peter, You're gonna you're gonna pull this thing off here in a few hours and it ain't gonna be pretty. You're gonna you're gonna deny that you know anything have anything to do with me and you're gonna do it three times. And Peter's like, No way. Right. I mean, and I believe that Peter meant it when he said, no way. Yeah. He really did not believe that would ever happen. Well, when the time came, when he was questioned about his association with Christ, three times he denied that he knew him. And then it says, he wept bitterly. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine? Not only did you do that, but you fulfilled the prophecy of the one that you denied, told you you were going to... I mean, the whole realization of regretting what you've done just hit him like a ton of bricks. And yet, Peter is the one that made the statement that Christ based his entire ministry on. And that was when Jesus said... And he was talking to his disciples, who do you say that I am? And several of them made different statements. Oh, you're a teacher and you're a prophet, blah, blah. And Peter said, well, you're the blessed son of the living God. And he said, upon that statement, I will build my church. So Peter was really a, a, a rock of a man. In fact, that word, Petros, means rock. It actually means pebble. Jesus is, is the big boulder, and Peter is the small rock, but he was a rock, and yet he goofed up really bad, and, and, and Christ still, when he looked at Peter, it was through love and compassion. So we, no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, no matter where we go, it is never too late to leave the regrets behind and move forward. True, Denver? Easily said. Yeah. <laughs> but but That's it's hard. What said. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it's easy to say it when we're not sitting in regrets and, and, and in that morbid reflection. But if you're in it.
2: Yes. It's, it's a lot more difficult. It is really difficult. Seat.
3: I mean, can you imagine like John coming up to Peter? Peter, it's okay. He would have probably punched him in the huh. nose. Him. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Him. <laughs> no, and it's he's not okay. I've, I've really screwed up here. Well you know, that right. kind of stuff
0: snowballs so much. Right. I mean it does for me, I don't know about anybody else. It snowballs so much that that I come to a place for a short period of time where I don't believe God forgave me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I accepted Christ, but I don't believe I'm forgiven. And uh and that's the crux of the whole thing for yeah. me. Right. Uh, and uh so yeah, it can it can be get
3: to be uh, pretty devastating for certain individuals. Right. And again, we have a tendency as human beings to to categorize sin, to take behaviors oh, and say, yeah, well, this yeah. one I did <laughs> here, I can handle forgiving myself with that one, but this over here, no way. When I did that, there's no coming back. And, and and that's a lie of the enemy, too, right? But we pigeonhole sin. This one's worse than that one, and, and God doesn't do that. He looks at them all equally, and yet he sees us through the eyes of his Son, and when he sees us through the eyes of his Son, there are no regrets. There's no spot or wrinkle, the Word says. That's really hard to believe.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah,
3: that's hard to grasp. Isn't it? Yeah,
2: I, yeah.
3: Now on a Sunday morning, when I've had a couple cups of coffee and a good breakfast, and I'm hearing the preacher preach, and the music is just hitting me right, I can buy that a hundred percent. Or when things are
0: going good, things all are going around. good.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just as white as snow. I'm a good guy, you know. But boy, when I blow it, then I, I'm just. I get into that mode where I'm just full of shame and guilt yeah. and regret. It can disable you. Ooh, badly. Yeah, yeah. And that's not where God wants us. So the regrets can hit... Uh, it, it's not the regret itself or the thing that we've done that hinders us. It's the regret, the way we deal with it that hinders us and keeps us immobilized, like you, you're saying. Now, right? now with that, the regret, if it
2: has caused you... Pay, pain is change, right? Sure. We're not going to sit... We're motivated by pain. Yeah, we are yeah. motivated by cha- or pain. So if the regret you know when you learn that regret and you can learn to use that as uh i'm not doing that again mhm you know what that's that's growth you're moving forward on this journey so you, that's a positive aspect of a regret hopefully you know you don't lose a limb or take a life right. or whatever something like that but yeah it's a motivator too if you let it be if you sit there and
3: dwell in it and simmer it's horrible place to be you bet you bet. Uh, so when I was a little little tyke, my mom told me not to touch the iron. Even if it wasn't plugged in, don't touch the iron. Well I like where this is going. What do we, what do we do? Right? And so I did touch the iron while it was plugged in. Huh. And I'll never forget I had a band-aid on each finger. Oh my goodness. Right. Mom put like butter on it back in those days. They put butter on it because it soothed the the burn, you know. Basted you well. Yeah, just basted, right? But here's the thing. I never had to touch that iron again. Yeah. So the pain from that experience, I learned really quickly, and I never forgot it. I've never touched the face of an iron ever again, plugged in or not plugged in. But. Why didn't I learn that when it came to other things that I repeatedly did? Pick, picking up the car keys. Right. <laughs> okay, so I got a DUI, and I went to jail for a few days because I was driving and drinking. You would have thought that I would have learned from that. Yeah. No,
2: no, no. Why, why is that? Well, that's and the
3: insanity that's of the it That's the insanity oh, of addiction. That's, that's, that's a whole that's different crazy. thing that's going on there. Um, but we, that's kind of what we do, you know, repeat the same thing over and over again. And, and in certain areas of our life, we only have to learn it once other areas of our life. It takes many times. Um, but if you can take these things that we've done and you can use them as something to move you forward, then that's the way regret will help you. Mm -hmm. It will, it will move you forward. Uh, Thus, we can learn to love our regrets because they can launch us forward into a better future. And so if you're out there and you've got all this stuff that you are basting yourself in uh, and it's just burning you up inside, you know, nothing is nothing is lost if you can turn it into a teaching tool and you can learn from it and you can can be better for it. I mean, there are things I thought I would never ever be thankful for that today I'm really grateful that I went through. Has anybody ever asked you, Marv, in all your years, if you had it to do over again, would you do it differently? Of course. Yeah. yeah. And has your answer been the same every time or is um <laughs> yeah, I pretty much said, no, nah, I
0: wouldn't have done it that way now. I'd do it a little different. Little, a little different?
3: Yeah. 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 What about you, Never?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have to go through that circumstance, right. why wouldn't I want to change that? Sure. But that's not... That's not. But reality is... Yeah, <laughs> that's not a reality. Yeah. Is I did go through it, and I am working at changing that. Right, so, right. A stepping stone, you know?
3: Yeah. So people that say, and I've said it before, but people that say, oh, no, I appreciate everything I went through. I would yeah. never have changed anything because <laughs> it's made me who I am. Let me <laughs> tell you what. If I had it to do over again, I would never have taken my son on that little journey to go get drugs. Yeah. Nope. But water under the bridge.
2: Yes, it is.
3: Yep. So, regrets. I keep thinking of that stupid commercial where the tattoo artist misspells oh, regrets oh, on that guy. And it says, regerts. Yeah. <laughs> regerts. You <laughs> know,
0: something's rolling around in my little pea brain right now. Yeah. Um, you remember we, when we had Sharon on the show and yeah. she was talking about Native American yeah. uh, Red Road and Well-Bride-y Uh-huh.
3: And,
0: well, part of what they I've read uh, quite a bit of that. Their book, their big book, mm-hmm. and uh, this kind of reminds me of something that's said in there. It says, um, uh, in regard to people coming into the programs and stuff like that, it's the way I took it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It says, "I don't know what I don't know," mm. and then it goes on to say, "Now I know what I don't know." Oh wow! And. The way that applies to me is even though we might know because we've been going to meetings and we've been doing the program and uh, also we've become Christians and we study and we know a lot of stuff. We got a lot of head knowledge. Yeah. But we continue from time to time in different circumstances to revert back.
2: You've got to touch that iron for yourself. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I do tell. And, yeah, and
0: to me, that's kind of a lot of the reason the Bible calls us sheep. You yeah, it's because we do that, not goats. And and even though I know the consequences of dwelling more, the morbid reflection. And right. It, it comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, even though I know what to do, mm-hmm. I find it impossible or I forget maybe. I don't right. know. Right. But I don't do it for a little while. Right. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. It well, you know,
3: sense. I used to balk at that when people would say, Well, the more I learn, the less I know. And I'm thinking, well, if you're learning more and you're learning less and learning more, then you're an idiot. I mean I used to, <laughs> I used to think that go, Yeah, what a stupid mm. thing. Until I really kind of thought about the heart behind that what they're saying they're not saying that they're getting stupider stupider they're, they're <laughs> <just stupider. laughs> no. uh what they're saying is the more they learn about themselves, they realize they didn't know as much as they thought they did, and that's a that's that's a good honest self assessment that's part of being humble is to realize yeah maybe I didn't get it all right. it's okay, you don't have to regret that you know just get it right this time, or at least make a better stab at it.
0: Well, and I think it's so important um, to be convinced that in all of this stuff, you know, without God, we, we just can't do it. Or I can't.
3: Anyway. I can't either. Yeah. You know,
0: and, and that's the bottom line, that uh, uh, you can have all this knowledge and, and think that you're uh, uh professor or something, but the bottom mm-hmm. line is when you're sitting at home by yourself looking at the walls and you're starting to go into that, you know, God's the one that's going
3: to bring you out of it. You bet. There, you bet. There's no way we can learn from our regrets. There's no way we, we can move forward from them. There's, there, We're just in, in a mire of mud left to our own devices. We can't do anything. Yeah. We have to have uh, this loving creator We have to be involved with him and and he with us. You know, there's a a place in literature that says he will not render us as white as snow without our cooperation. You know, I have to be willing to say, you know, I don't know. God, I know you do, and I'm going to trust you. And uh, that's where it comes. It really comes to surrender. In the 12 and 12, it talks about, you know, nearly no one wants to admit complete surrender. But wow, what a key to freedom. And if if you are in regrets and you are in morbid reflection, you probably aren't going to be able to get out of it without surrendering to him, Uh, because I've tried to do that. I've tried to get out of the funk that I was in before just by my own intellect. And it doesn't work. And I've had to just say, well, God, here I am. Do your work, because I don't know how to I don't know how to move forward and he'll move you forward may not be the forward direction that you think you should go. (laughs) He knows. Often not. (laughs) Right. Any closing thoughts? Denver?
2: Don't dwell on it too long. Get to moving.
3: Yeah. Marv? Yeah, ditto. Ditto? (laughs) All right. Our closing song this week is by Conley White, a.k.a. Just Ray. It's entitled, In My World.
1: again for calling Cause I know you didn't have to And I'm sorry if I've kept you on the line Yes, I know you said You'd only think about next Sunday You're just taking one day at a time But in still might have a chance to have it all had your reasons and I can't say I blame you you had every right to leave but I'm making lots of meetings and I've made a lot of changes you say we'll just wait and see but if. Is that I still might have a chance To have it all again And in my world What it means is There's a reason to try Hope is alive in my world. Well in your world and my nightmare that much to you But in my love world... Is alive in my world What I heard is that I still might have a chance to have it all again. But in my
3: world Conley me? White, AKA Just Ray, with his song In My World. Remember that regrets can be a motivation to do things differently, to make things right. And in that way, you and I can learn to love our regrets because they can launch us forward into a better future. Until next time, this is the Monty Man and the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.
1: She's a super cat, super cat. She's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>